Oh, hello. I'm Joe Stillmates. Welcome to the fashion edition of Stillmates, the podcast about a thing. What you're about to hear is the Stillmates strapping on their fashionably buckled trainers and sprinting headlong into the headlights of high fashion with completely the wrong socks on. As for real life, well, I'm currently talking to you wearing an elegant but slim fitting slack. But enough about me and my impeccable fashion. In the R or tight 60 that's about to unfold, John Steelmate and myself pick at the thread that is the fickle business of dressing well. You'll hear us talking about the Haute Couture murder mystery Faye Dunaway vehicle, the eyes of Laura Mars, also known as the eyebrows of Tommy Lee Jones. There's obscure references to Gareth Hunt's coffee beans and footballer Dennis Law, and a bit about Project Runway. John does a fashion-themed poetry corner and temporarily forgets that he loves the top five David Bowie hit single, fashion. But that's nothing, nothing to what I forget. For example, you won't hear in the following podcast that my own grandfather was in fact a tailor by trade and by craft, or that, while Meryl Streep's acting in The Devil Wears Prada has been known to make my teeth itchy, I once had the pleasure of necking a last order stout with Meryl in a ball gown. I can't remember what she was wearing, but enough about me. And on with the fashion parade. Hello, Penfield. <laughs> Hello there, uh, Sterling. Uh, welcome to Stalemates, uh, hosted as always by my good friend uh, Sterling St. Jacks. Sterling St. Jakes, at your service. I say Jacks. Well, in our family, because it's. Because you're a toilet. St. Jakes is not a toilet. The St. Jakes family no. name is long and honourable. It's not that long. It's two syllables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that honourable. That's um, it's certainly not a toilet. Yeah, it's a toilet if anything. Well, yeah, that's possibly true. Uh, my name is uh, Penfield Jensen. Many lovely afternoons driving in the countryside of my Penfield Jensen. <laughs> when he says driving in the countryside, that is a metaphor for something else we do. Something which I don't try to truly horrific. Yeah, it's. Uh, I expect you're wondering why we've got such exotic pseudonyms this week. You are, aren't there's, you? there's nobody there, Joe. Nobody's listening to this. No, no, nobody's wondering anything. Well, it's not it's not in real time. That's the, I'm presuming what you mean. Bearing in mind that we just recently had 50 listeners for our Ghost Hunt podcast. Imagine that. 50 whole people. For our Christmas or special. partial people. We don't know. Yes. Um, Barely human. Barely human. special that came out in our February. <laughs> belated Christmas special. Or Valentine's Christmas special, I like to call it. Oh, dear. Valentine's to all our listeners. Well, I'll answer that question soon as how you've posed it, but you've not followed. I forgot it. Yeah, I, literally, yeah, yeah. I literally meandered off um, the track in my Penfield Jensen. Today's uh, podcast is about fashion, and we've just been watching the film "The Eyes of Laura Mars," uh, and have appropriated the surnames of two people who actually starred in "The Eyes of Laura Mars." Well, um, my uh, Sterling St. Jax was actually the what was that? A costume designer or assistant? No, I think to- he was the guy who got shot in the fountain. 
He was. Uh, you're talking about the credits. Yeah. Guy shot in Fountain. Guy shot in Fountain. And I believe you were the personal assistant to the director. I think I was, yeah. yeah. Um, but we have fabulously passionable names now. For the yeah. first time in our lives. It's been delightful for the past I, five I, minutes. I don't think Joe Nawaz has ever been fashionable it as remote, a name. It wasn't remotely exotic. I had to add the Patrick to John Higgins just to lift myself out of the ordinariness of it. And to demand acceptance amongst yeah. your own people. Well, exactly. <laughs> Um, but we get the fright of their lives the first time they hear me talk. I've got lots of internet friends I've never met, and then they meet me and they go, "Oh God, I thought you'd yeah. be Irish." They, they panic and start mumbling about rents. Yeah, yeah, uh, tugging forelocks. It's terrifying. <laughs> that's Hiding sort of the potatoes from me. Well, for me, the, the, you expect you're wondering what, what the eyes of Laura Mars is. It's only the definitive fashion schizophrenic murder mystery movie. I would say. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a, a TV movie giallo sort of thing but, but with bosoms in it and Tommy Lee Jones yeah who's not a bosom well um, well, <laughs> leave that one hanging yeah leave it there leave that bosom hanging we're not um, to be fresh as everyone does in this film there's not a bra really to be seen no one wears any there's no visible means of support it was the great bra shortage of the late 70s and the premise of the film is that photography is a shocking new uh, medium of expressing uh, fashion I suppose yeah are, yeah. are we doing this? Are we going straight in on the film? We look, well, we just refresh from the Blu-ray. Because normally we, 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 you know, we, a preamble. We, do, we do the other things. We do the preamble, and then we do the poem, and then facts. You know, the various facts yeah. are dotted and throughout. Then we ask how each other is and yeah, comment and then, on and each then, other's clothes yeah, often. And then the big finale yeah. is the film. But we're going straight in on the film. Isn't it ironic? On the one the show about fashion, we haven't commented on what we're wearing. Well, it's early days. Yeah. Also, what we're wearing isn't good. It's I'm wearing a scarf. Because like it's it, fucking freezing. It is quite cold. Penfield, I don't mind telling you. You're on a, a very tight but uh, slight, slightly cool ship. Sorry about that. We are <laughs> sat in front of a, a in, in an unheated room in front of a window, so... I, I prefer to call it the yawning chasm. Well, um, a private life's your own, Joe. Um, but back to the eyes of Laura Mars. Back to the eyes of Laura Mars. Okay, well, let's do this. Now. Let's, let's go straight on with the film. Why not? It's a, it's a film about fashion. We watched it specifically for the purposes of this show. It's fresh in our minds. We have our fingertips on all the details of it. From Do we though? A great turn from Rennie Aubergenois playing yeah. a, a, a gay publicist. And you can tell he's gay because he flounced a lot and wore lots of floppy hats and hissed a lot. He actually dressed exactly the same as Faye Dunaway all the way through, though, mirroring each they other. They were mirroring each other. At one point, he dresses up as her yeah. in the same outfit. Um, Do you know what you, else? You were, weren't in the room when that happened. I actually went out for a wee at that yeah. point. <laughs> that was when he died in the ca- crash that the, both of his missed. There was a horrible screaming, and I came down from my wee and said, What's happened? You went, Nothing, it's just a car crash, not a bad murder. So It turned out to be a bad murder. I forgot to ask you, do you know what Rene Aubergenois is probably most famous for? Well, he's in uh, Benson, I think, isn't he? I didn't even. You should have thought Lloyd Bridges. No. <laughs> um, he, was, he was that. Alien with uh, half a face in Star Trek. In Star yes. Trek, yeah, he played Odo, the shapeshifter in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Right, I didn't watch that one. I've seen all of it. That's an iteration of Star Trek that I've never. Uh, a lot of people been interested. In. A lot of people have that Slender Man in a onesie uh, with like a sort of melted face. Yeah, like a slightly less camp version of his character. Yeah, who yeah. you, you said was like a camp version of Barry Manilow more camp version of Barry Manilow but he wasn't any more camp than Barry that, Manilow that was actually a lie <laughs> actually the shape-shifting version looks a bit like Barry Manilow's face now no yes now that's bitchy why did I say that I've got no beef with Barry time takes a cigarette and puts Barry, it out Barry call me come on it's been too long if you're listening and I know you are yeah he's always listening so uh, this he's th- all 50 of our listeners of the haunted house man it's all Barry Manilow 
I noticed there, there, when I was tra- checking it on the SoundCloud, you can check geographically where the listeners are. Barry Manilow's house. There's a lot. There's a lot coming from the Copacabana. That's all I'm saying. So welcome to our fashion podcast. This is Hot on the Hills, I said, of our Ghost Hunt live podcast, which we were... Um, which we did in November. We did in November. It yeah. seems like just a distant blip on the horizon. And it is, in fact, a distant blip on the horizon, but it went really well. Thanks to the... Very quick uh, plug. Thanks to the ghosts... What do you call them? The ghostly, eternal... 3am Lisburn Ghost Eternal Voices Paranormal which I only worked out afterwards is yeah. is because it's EVP uh, which is a technical term for um, uh, a ghost uh, no for the voices that, that come through on their magic oh there's that the white noise job thing Spirit FM yeah it's called EVP oh. so that's why they've used that strange so they took an acronym words. I love yeah, acronyms yeah, yeah. they've reverse engineered their name yeah. out of an acronym I love the guys, but uh, Eternal uh, is not a good opening gambit. Why? Uh, it just, it just, it just smacks too much of. I don't know. Eternal sounds a little bit just off paced for me. Because it reminds- keep it scientific. It makes it. It, it, it takes it out of the realm. <laughs> if paranormal investigation is a science. The word eternal possibly doesn't belong in the lexicon. Does it not remind you of the girl band of the 90s eternal? That's what I'm thinking. I think of Louise yeah. Nerding. That, that was the. Problem. I'm always thinking of Louise Nerding. And for me, Louise Nerding is not a science. She's an art. Not not the modern Louise Nerding with a different name. The original Louise Nerding. The one who's married to a footballer? Yeah. I don't know her. Cheapened herself, I don't, think. I don't, don't, Cheapened don't. herself. I don't know her anymore. Look what, look at look at your husband, right? Looks nice now. Look at his dad. That's going to happen to him. Harry Redknapp's eyelids. Mm, I Lord. believe it's an expression in certain parts. In prison, certainly. I think I'm getting them. Yeah. I think I'm getting Harry Redknapp. Well... There is a fashion for uh, cosmetic surgery at the minute. Oh, uh, I know a lot of uh, friends of mine, male and female, they keep talking about Botox. Really? The B word, yeah, quite alarmingly. Uh, which I believe is a fancy uh, term for botulism. Are we? Are we in a, a different age bracket suddenly? I think we might be. Have we just crossed some sort of divide? Because without knowing, no, nobody was telling, talking about getting surgery on their faces recently I mean I've been looking at it I've noticed that I look, when I look at my passport photo yeah. and then when I put a G clamp or something around the back of my head to keep my jowls in check it's similar <laughs> but now there's a there's a visible sag yeah, yeah. there is actual weightiness happening but you would never consider altering that uh, that that lived in physog that uh, lived in that distinguished looking extinguished looking distinguished <laughs> looking Bundle of expressions and and, uh, and features. There is a lot going on. I recently had the uh, misfortune to see myself on television, Joe, as you know. Yeah. And uh, the camera does have three stone. Um, I was going to say ten pounds, but is that three stone? It's a, no, it's a bit more. There's a bit more. Than I'm that, just yeah. implying that. Yeah. You know. um, ten pounds would have been handy God, for the taxi home at least. I'm like a lump. Oh. But I believe your hands were very expressive. They were very expressive hands. Obviously, my diction was precise. But oh, just sitting there looking at me. Like a bundle of old laundry. Sitting on the dock of the Pontificate. day. Pontificate. <laughs> would, would, would this have been about your new play, which is currently running in a big theatre in Belfast? Are we plugging these things now? I believe that was a lead into that. It wasn't at all. Well, How dare you? Seamless if it wasn't. It was about... <laughs> we, we'd moved straight from... Um, the body, Eyes of Laura Mars. Body sculpting <laughs> to me looking like a load of old laundry. So yeah. So, and now you've plugged my play. So we've gone from the Eyes of Laura Mars, the only yeah. fashion, strangling, psycho, schizophrenic murder mystery movie worth its salt yeah to uh, well that's not quite true oh there's another one there is another one Blood and Black Lace um, oh. by um, by Barva 
Yeah. Which came out about 1963. But I don't have a copy of it, so... Love and Black Lace. Love and Black Lace. Um, so we didn't watch it. That was probably but, why we yeah, didn't watch that. I just recently bought the Idol of Mars for Susie's birthday. Every time I think of Black Lace, I think of uh, those novelty yeah, hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, of the uh, 80s. If anything, it's the antithesis of fashion <laughs> for me. So I find it hard well, to... Well, no, that's the thing. When fashion is very mutable. I mean, back in the 80s, those peroxide fright wig haircuts yeah. and weird layers of vests yeah and shouldery and shorts, uh, shorts and, and you know uh, espadrilles yeah they were all the rage pastel and now they don't look quite so good although, although they're coming they, back they probably are coming back co- everything's cyclical yeah everything is cyclical time is a merry-go-round like when you know when I was 18 I had what was now yeah um, a meet me in McDonald's uh, haircut. Have you seen this? It's a was new the, thing. Was it? Was it? Was it's it? like uh, it's like the Jesus Mary chain haircut, but yeah. pumped up on the top and curly, oh, and then shaved at the sides. That's quite a thing, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing. It's called Meet Me in McDonald's. Yeah. Shaved scrotums and Jesus and Mary chain hair. I believe that's a thing. I think that's a combo. It's like your new autobiographical yeah, sketch, which, which, which was yeah. one of the. <laughs> it's a very long autobiographical yeah. sketch. <laughs> Meet me in McDonald's with my shaved pubis. Which was one of the early uh, menu selections that they uh, <laughs> didn't prove very popular. Yeah, crinkle cut chips for yeah. the shaved pubis. No, but, thank you. But call it a Big Mac, and everyone's crazy about it. Yeah, would you like a side? So, John, we're here to talk about fashion. No, we're here to talk about the Eyes of Laura Mars. Yes, so which the is Eyes a of Laura Mars came out in 1979. It was directed by Irving Kushner, who went on to direct um, the Empire Strikes Back. That's right. It stars Faye Dunaway, Tommy Lee Jones, who looks like an animal, uh, Rene Aubergine. And Brad Dourif. Yeah, with very modern tones. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones looks like a post or a mid-transition werewolf. Yeah, he really does. It's hard to tell whether he's transitioning back to human or transitioning to being a werewolf. It's lupus interruptus. It's very the whole film <laughs> is quite distracting. His eyebrows alone. Does it matter which way he's going? I, I'm concerned. Why are you worried about the detail like that? Because you'd want to know what what, what, what you're going to end get. up with. Yeah. <laughs> if he's the leading man, you don't want to realize an hour later he's going to become a, a, a snarling. The, the clawed hairy beast well, no or Tommy Lee Jones as he's known no spoilers but that's almost exactly what does happen yeah. spoiler um, alert so it's it's a brilliant film I think I like. I really liked it it was enjoyable it was like a yeah. a, a very polished TV movie oh and the, and the conceit is the Faith Dunaway who's a fashion photographer can also see bad murders through her eyes she sees through the eyes of the murderer in fact it does, it's never explained how she has a psychic connection although it is explained that she was previously married to um, Gomez Adams who plays a bit of a playboy fly by night. Yeah. yeah woefully miscast. Woefully miscast, but impeccably dressed. Some great fashions in it. Some wonderful clothes. It was made in 1978. Some of it is on fleek. Tommy Lee Jones is a beautiful... Uh, it's not even a camel hair coat. It's a... Well, it's um, kind of it's tweed. tweed, yeah. It's a very subtle tweed. Um, where he's he's got his colour popped the entire time. So you know he's a yeah. bad egg. yeah. Um, yeah, everyone looks fantastic. It looks like a Time Lord convention. They're all wearing big floppy hats and scarves and things. Lots of autumnal shades, beige, russets. Going in and out of yellow cabs, shouting at people, having arguments, doing cocaine in Studio 54, it's that sort of thing. Um, This 70s New York. And also, New York looks absolutely shit as a backdrop to all this glamour. They all live in fantastic lofts, but New York itself is full of bins and, and crap. A big uh, rotten apple. Um, everybody's just standing around going, uh, uh, yeah. well, she schemes her uh, fantastic photo shoots. Basically, what happens is she recreates the murders that she's seen through the eyes of the murderer as huge sort of tableau <coughs> vivants involving uh, skinny 70s models 
in in fake fur. Tableau vivants. Yeah, I don't think you need the S. You it's, get a, it's a tableau vivant. Well, I am a nothing if if not a a cultural luddite. Yeah, well, I don't know. Tableau vivants, you say? It's all about a tableau vivant. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, all right, all right, David. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a string. He can't half trot out, can he? Um, <laughs> and so that's what she does. She recreates murders. Yeah. and then she's confronted by sort of the Ouija style police photographs yeah, yeah, and they look identical and that makes her suspicious to the police Yeah, but her, fo- her photo book which is a very tasteful coffee table book happens to get into the hands of Tommy Lee Jones mm. who's a handsome ish police inspector or well, detective whatever they're called in New York he's sort of handsome but yeah. he's sort of terrifying as well but he clicks going through this art book this tasteful coffee table book he clicks immediately hang on these all look like the scenes of bad murders that have happened recently they are, and, bad, they are bad murders. And as it turns out later on, there's, it's, there's every reason why he, he should know that, but we won't go into that right now. I think that's a massive spoiler. Do you reckon? I think you just killed the... I think whoever's listening to this will not be thanking me for that. They're going to rush out and buy this. We've lost over. our. We've lost another listener, John. Barry Manilow won't be watching <laughs> anymore. Um, the, the fashion sequences are fabulous. Uh, it's all uh, sort of just scrawny models with dreadlocks um Which used to be flashing their lingerie yeah. in uh you know in, in the streets of new york where fire hydrants go off and wind machines go off and cars crash yeah or else they're, they're lying tastefully splayed with blood spatters yeah, yeah, over yeah. a chaise long with it well an alsatian looks on dolefully there's a great bit in a fountain where a guy you've never seen before just turns up and gets shot in the chest and lies in the hang fountain. on that's you that's man and fountain hmm that's me, yeah. No, it's you. I'm Sterling. I'm Sterling. Ster- Sterling St. Jakes. We come from a long, proud line of men who get shot in fountains. <laughs> it's the family business. Yeah. <laughs> You're a long partnership with the Armitage Shanks. Yeah, for cinematic pleasures. Shanks and St. Jakes. Together at last. Together at last. Yeah. Making a splash in the world of cinema. <laughs> um, what do you think of the film, Joe? I thought it was okay. It was, it, it, it was a bit hooky, but lots of enjoyable things. The fashions, as you said, were on fleek. Stop really saying on fleek. It's my new thing. By the time this comes out in two years, that won't even be a fashionable thing. On fleek thing to won't say. be on fleek anymore. This, this whole thing will be desperately unfashionable. I've been watching Project Runway a lot. It's it's infected my mind. We'll get onto that in a minute. More of that later. Yeah. Yes. But broadly speaking, the reason we watched this film is because we're doing a podcast about fashion. We racked our brains. We weren't going to watch Preda Porte. That was two ofs. Ovs is another word I keep using. And also, we just weren't going to watch it. No. It's fucking rubbish. It's a very silly film. Yeah. Um, I think Robert Altman's a bit overrated but don't tell I think he's massively overrated Joe I don't think anybody heard I think we're okay no I think they're gonna they, they should know this we should be speaking our normal voices you think so well no you shouldn't be <laughs> um, uh, yeah so well I I really like that film it was wonderful uh, I, I, I love the fact that all the leads are in their late 30s yeah um, but they look in their late 40s yeah because people have you know, people in the 60s and 70s famous people didn't age as well as they do now. Obviously, the yeah, well, cryogenic well, That's what, that's what human things. beings look like if they're allowed to age normally. Well, you know, bad diets, less kind of healthcare, bad, nice bad teeth, wrinkles, yeah. and not giving a shit. And they all smoked. Yeah, nobody was buff, but they all meats. looked lean and lovely. Yeah, and the teeth were appalling, beautifully appalling. Faye Dunaway has some of the worst teeth I've ever seen. She's one of the most beautiful women to ever grace shoe leather. <laughs> She did well. Although I believe since her work with Peter, you, you tend to disgrace shoe leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, for years. first snide dig of the evening. Yeah, and it's a nice callback to our first ever episode, <laughs> where within two minutes of the podcast, you were slagging my buckles. Well, while we're, while we're slagging buckles, let's yeah. let's do the buckles is my bit. teddy bear, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Take them everywhere. Um, Joe is wearing a pea coat, yeah. a, re- a, a large red scarf, and a Sparks t-shirt 
with cardigan, the, the shoes are, are, are zippers, They're zippers this time, <laughs> no buckles. That's, um, that's quite an ensemble. It's quite a look. You're wearing yeah. a monogrammed short sleeved shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a darts shirt. or bowling, bowling. I knew it was one of the two. Why would it be darts? Um, there's something of the crafty cockney about it. I'm all about the glamour. Of Tampin bowling. Of, of, <laughs> and is that, is that a boot cut jean or a straight leg jean, I see? It's straight leg jeans. It's right. a regular. Can I just um, say, uh, boot cut jean is my favourite sequence of words in English language. So anyway, you're wearing a straight leg jean. Well, hang on, don't leave that there. Well, we'll get back to Let's it. Let's just say boot cut jean. Boot cut jean. Billy Jean King's boot, boot cut, cut jeans. jeans. And that's how you learn English. Boot cut jeans. One more time, John. Boot cut jeans. Beautiful. I said like I was going to cry. I think I might. <laughs> and now it's six o'clock. I it's used time to have boot cut jeans for boot cut <laughs> The nice. What a wonderful time to be alive. And just to finish off your uh, ensemble, your 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 sure. what what you've assembled sartorially here today. A pair of oxblood slip-ons. Is that? No, they're not. Well, yeah, I suppose they're they're kind of oxblood boot. They're boot boots, but, but they're, they're cherry dock, I guess. Cherry dock's not oxblood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the difference? No, there's no difference. Just, oh. I think either's fine. Pedantry. Yeah. Um, I was going to wear I, I got a, a pair of beautiful uh, black um, Dr. Martin brogues for Christmas um, with a puckered nose um, it's the only way well that's, that Chris, that's how I do Christmas um, but I'm still breaking them in yeah it takes me a long because my chicken feet yeah it takes me a long time to break in a shoe it takes months sometimes so I'm yeah. still working my way through the shoe um, yeah, those foot based fillies aren't cracking I don't know what to do about my feet, Joe. I don't know what to do. Have you taken them for a gallop around the paddock? I'm what? extending the horse metaphor too far. Yeah. Get that? Well, you, you, no, you've, you've, you've taken them for a walk or two. They, they've gone out for a couple of walks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're mainly at the moment uh, an indoor shoe. They're, and they're still howling? They're still, well, no, I, I just don't want to risk it because I, I went to the shops in a pair of unbroken shoes about three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and I had a bloody foot for about two, two weeks afterwards. Dear, it just would not heal. It diary. was that deep. <laughs> Um, well moving on from my feet uh, I like the film I think it's great it's 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 got sort of <coughs> the sort of glamorous pointers that I want fantastic cast fantastic cast looks fantastic Sa- great disco soundtrack uh, phenomenal Barbara Streisand Barbara Streisand was originally due to be the star of this yep. and then didn't want to do it well she, she, she has a no nipple contract in her this it's, it's chock full of nipple. There's not, like I say, no bras. It's chock full. The collective term for nipples, a chock full of nipples, <laughs> brimful, uh, brimful of Brim, nipple, brimful of nipple. Um, I don't know. It's great. I just yeah. love it. It's got it all. It, it it pushes a lot of buttons for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Streisand's on the soundtrack as well. By the yeah. way, just uh, shades prisoner. of shades of Hitchcock and what do you call it? Copyist De Palma, Brad De Palma. Lots, lots of that. Lots of that kind of stuff going on. Even the music by Artie Kane. I want to say who later did uh, the soundtrack to Matlock. Remember Matlock, the old man detective. Who played Matlock? Oh, an old man. There was loads. There was a bald one. There was a black one. There was a fat one. There was a wheelchair-bound one. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was the old one. He was the old. There was one, one with a funny name. What was, what was the one with the funny name? Banachek. I think the Petrocelli. Petrocelli. Right. Yeah, Both. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the ethnic ones. There's a Petro what? A Pole and Italian. Petrocelli. Yeah, that. That's as diverse as it got. <laughs> an Italian detective. Does nobody mention Colombo at the, the the meeting? Who's heard the like? You know. And to be fair, Banachek was a millionaire insurance investigator. Was that's he really? I've never seen that. George Pippard. Yeah, yes. what's the Pippard? I saw it with the A team the other day. He hasn't aged well. He's dead. That was a long time ago. Yeah, no, but I mean, he was wearing double denim, 
Was he? Yeah. Was he wearing a, a kind of turtleneck underneath? He used to wear a lot yeah, of turtlenecks. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. yeah. Denim and turtleneck and leaping. And he was 53 or something at the yeah, time. It's yeah. not a good look. Yeah. Um, His fashion plan wasn't working out. That no. wasn't coming together for him. They all had distinctive looks well, they were in very, the 18. It was like, they, they were like the Spice Girls of their day. Yeah. It was sporty, scary, a little bit of being BA. Yeah, handsome. Handsome Spice. Handsome Spice. <laughs> and, and Old Spice. And elderly Spice, yeah. Old Spice. <laughs> Um, silver blonde George Peppard loving it when a plan comes together have you seen um, Templeton Tech what was the actor's name Dirk Benedict Dirk Benedict still looks great yeah he does he's a handsome ashen faced but handsome yeah no he's, he's had a hard life has he yeah he's, he's had crippling arthritis for years they have meds for that now surely well, yeah. I thought you were going to say crippling I, debts I thought the A team repeats would have taken care of that though I think he does alright residuals yeah. yeah so he also looks great so I saw on a jam poster driving past the opera house the other day Howling Mad Murdoch Nigel Havers <laughs> well I went to Guns I was in the uh, the the opera house this week and they have adverts for art which he's yeah, with Stephen, Stephen Tumbleginson and Dennis Lawson Dennis Lawson yeah uh, not Dennis Law Dennis Law wasn't available no um, but yeah no Havers Haver don't quaver. Haver do not quaver. He doesn't waver. I, t- I took my mother to see Dennis, not Dennis, Nigel, in a uh, uh, version of Rebecca, mm-hmm. where he acted in front of a, a, what was basically a projection, a scenery projection. Right. Very, very cheap show with this young woman. And they did all the parts. He played, obviously, Max De Winter. And it was really good. That was 10 years ago, and he looks exactly the fucking same. Hang on, did they play all the parts? It was like a two-hander. Uh, it was a two-hander. Um, I think... Nigel Havers was the only person who played one role right not unlike okay so I thought he'd be playing not unlike Graham Chapman in all the Monty Python things he always, he always played the central role yeah yeah they all, they all acted around him there's actors acting around him he was a, a rock or, steady or, Max or DeWinter Nick, or Nick Hardin in Prick that's another callback to another yeah. one of uh, our shows Nick Hardin in Prick in Prick try saying that quickly when you're drunk it does um, well we'll see how it goes right so that's I mean that's that's that film done I liked it a lot yeah but the reason we were watching it for those who aren't sure by now it was about fashion it's a fashion movie and we wanted to watch it because we didn't want to watch that Robert Altman piece of nonsense I can't think well we could have watched The Devil Wears Prada, Prada. Or... it's not for us yeah it's not really it's not really for I, us I, I think it's about, I get my teeth get itchy when I see Meryl Streep acting really because every time you see her she's acting she's never a character she's acting there's Meryl Streep acting I'd say if I saw her in The Devil Wears Prada that's what I'd say if I saw her doing it look at that acting look over there acting away look at that acting away acting the maggot my mum would say speaking of acting Royal Julia he was in this he pl- playing a very unpleasant uh, kind of gold digger I suppose yeah refreshing to see a male gold digger for a change having the gender rules reversed uh, he later went on to become not Uncle Fester uh, Gomez Adams yeah Uncle Fester's the kind of short bald one who looks a bit like a loyalist paramilitary um, <laughs> Roll Julia or paedophile hunter pedo hunters mm. god bless their racist souls they're probably racist I'm just throwing that in there for good measure Roll Julia looks across between Peter Laurie Al Pacino and Lou Reed it's it's a perfect blend it was uh, Gareth Hunt shaking some beans at us right yeah, now yeah 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 amazing <laughs> that, what, one for the millennials again yeah. there um. <laughs> so topical <laughs> we're so on fleek so I think that's that film covered thoroughly um, watch it it's really good I liked it anyway Joe thought it was a bit fluff but yeah, enjoyed it enjoyable it's, fluff it's fun. some great tones and some great russet tones and that was just Tommy Lee Jones's face should I do a, should I do a fact 
Oh, yes, please. I have compiled, as usual, some fashion facts. Fashion facts. Now, which one should I do? Oh, well, just let me see. Uh, oh, this, this one's particularly pertinent to what That's, we just saw. Well, I suppose it is, yeah, because uh, they didn't realise this technology was available. But apparently, Mark Twain invented and patented the bra strap clasp. That's the end of that fact? That's the end of that fact. It's should, a short fact. You should have said full stop or something we were waiting full for. Full stop. So he invented the clasp? Just the clasp bit, yeah. That reminds me... Do you know that there's seven great facts about Belfast? And one of them is... <laughs> someone from here invented a piece of a tractor that revolutionised agriculture. That's right. Everyone remembers the tractor and the combine harvester. No one remembers that piece in between. No one remembers the bra clasp. The little clasp that could... Indeed, you know, the doughty class. Although there's been a few clumsy boy teenage fingers with uh, uh, yeah. trying to work. Mark Twain, Mark Twain made it teenage boy proof. Yeah, he was thinking ahead. Tamper proof, child proof. <laughs> just can't get it off. So just you know, you need to get a child in just to take it off. Um, I'll do another one quickly because Dude. it's quite good. Um, when Disneyland opened in 1955, it had a lingerie store in it. It was called the Hollywood Maxwell Intimate Apparel. It included an animatronic figure called the Wizard of Bras. That's going down a direction I don't think we want to pursue. <laughs> I've got, I'm going to follow that up later on. I've got another Disney one. Hang on, hang on, wait a minute. Disney's. Wizard what? of Bras, is that a, a reference to the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Got some copyright issues going on there? I'm pretty sure the Wizard of Oz was not a Disney property. I think you can say Wizard of Bras because it doesn't really sound, it's a shit pun, it doesn't work. Oz Bras. But if you're making it a, a front and centre kind of... Uh, piece in there in, in Disney World I don't know maybe Laurie's well it's not still there I don't know I don't know I'm surprised Frank Oz's uh, estate didn't get on like a ton, a ton of bricks Frank Oz Huggy Bear not Huggy Bear Jesus we're <laughs> doing really badly here who wrote the Wizard of Oz Frank L. Baum <laughs> Frank, Frank Oz o Frank, Frank Oz oh, see was the I've, voice of Yoda I know what I've done there see what I've done there I see what you've done yeah yeah I've taken the first name of the person yeah, who wrote yeah, the Wizard yeah, of yeah. Oz and then taken the title of his book and clumsily completed those two things together. I'm not even drunk. I'm impressed. I remembered Frank L. Baum. I'm It's been a while since I've watched it. But there is a Frank Oz. There is a Frank Oz. Yeah, he plays Yoda. Anything else he's done that we know? Yeah, he's in the Muppets. He's basically the voice of half the Muppets. Oh, he's, he generally does funny voices. He's also the guy who says to Dan Aykroyd in uh, trading places. Um, he reads out his opera tickets and pronounces La Boheme, uh, La Boheme. Yeah, and is corrected by Dan Aykroyd, and it doesn't go down well. With uh, I learned a lesson that day. Consequences. Yeah, I learned a lesson that day. The, Don't correct the pronunciation of the police. Was that the day you became a sophisticate? That's the day I stopped being a sophisticate for survivalist yeah, purposes. Exactly. Yeah. Why do they keep punching me in the mouth? I don't understand it. They keep running into his fist. Yeah, I keep correcting the pronunciation of their punches. Um. Anyway, so there you go. That's a fact. It's a good fact. Thanks, two, Charles. two, two bra facts. I mean, I wouldn't want him to think that we assume that. Fashion equals bras. I mean, obviously there is more, or or, or lack thereof. There is more I to fashion than that. Know obviously, that we're urban men of the world. Yeah. We know a bit about fashion. Fashion is it, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, it's anything that that, that 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 speaks about you. Fashion's about clothes. It's about trends, and in fact, go on, Joe. Fashion is a distinctive <laughs> and often constant trend it? in the style in which a person dresses. It is the prevailing styles and behaviour and the newest creations of textile designers. This is the official terminology. Because the more technical term, costume, is regularly linked to the term fashion. But that's a mistake. 
Due to the former, costume has been relegated to special senses like fancy dress or masquerade wear, while fashion generally means clothing, including the study of it, the design, and the uh, art, uh, the art behind it. See, I, and the, the reason I bring this up is because I, I learned this in Project Runway. Every time the designers in Project Runway run something up that's a little bit too florid, it's called costume, and the judges go cray cray for it. Oh, um, really? Cray cray means crazy. Yeah, and on you. Keep it real. I know you're um, going with right, that. Right, so tell me about this program. I've not seen it. Project Runway, I've been, I haven't been subjected to it. I have enjoyed it. I've been subjected <coughs> by, I've voluntarily submitted to it. But Joe, that's not what you were saying earlier. Hush. Uh, uh, that was that was in confidence. Landed me right in it. Thanks, help, help us out here. Help, help us out. Here. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Project Runway with my girlfriend, and we've been loving it. We we, we share in the journey, mm-hmm. and it is a journey. We take fifteen hot young designers with visions who are fashion forward. They compete against each other, and each week they do a challenge where they design something. Like the challenge could be cocktail dress, swimwear, uh, designing for real people. That means fat, ordinary, or even just normal looking people. You and I. That's you and I. We're real. That's the big challenge. Jesus, yeah. I didn't used to be real. Uh, and each week they they get they get uh, diminished by one the the worst person. And it's very it's wonderfully catty. Heidi Klum, who is the the main judge, fashion model Heidi Klum. I know who she is. Uh, yeah. Goes out of her way to disprove that stereotype of Germans being cool, clinical, and emotionless by being cool, clinical, and emotionless at all times. She's quite monstrous in this. Is she? It's all part of the thought. Yeah, she's she's totally. Uh, she doesn't respond to people's uh, emotional needs or, or, or if anyone's upset she'll just steamroll over them you know cold dead eyes I believe she had a baby with seal that's right yeah yeah very fashionable little that would be horrible that, that, <laughs> yeah, imagine doing that seal Clum is that the Ooh. seal Clum Jr I don't know I don't like to think about it but anyway Project Runway it gets extremely addictive but as a result of this I'm very tooled up in the in the lexicon of fashion. I understand what's in, right? What's out? So, Joe, what's in? Well, it's layering, lots of angles, lots of architectural stuffs going on in fashion right, right now. Right, you know, right, right, so, right. so you'll you'll take a, a, a I don't know a smock, and you'll add bundles of kind of material to kind of give it sort of more three dimensional kind of uh, appearance. Um, See, I buy my jeans from Primark. Yeah, or Primark. I don't know which way you you go on that one. It's Primark. I say, no. Um, I don't think it matters to the child, the, the child sweatshop workers. Well, yeah, it is an ethical issue, but they're ten pounds, and I haven't got any money. Um, I know that's not a good answer. That's not a good answer, is it? I yeah, should be but more, I should be more ethically responsible. Yeah, but, but uh, what would what would Heidi Klum mm-hmm. or Klum? I don't know which way you go on this. Why so Klum? Um, Think about my jeans. I do wear a turn up. You're stretching. Yeah, straight, straight leg jeans. Do you think it's? Jeans. Do you think it's? It's ready to wear, ready for the streets. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a heading club. Uh, I can see the journey you've taken in those jeans. They're telling me a lot about you, and you, you and can smell the journey I've taken in these jeans. They're telling me a lot about your choices. It's saying to me, I'm ready for the street, but I'm also ready to go uh, more formal in the evening. I can put a blazer on on top of that. Yeah, turn the whole look around. All right. Maybe meet friends for a Moscow Mule in a cocktail bar and then take those jeans home for a good ironing you're a regular show at home I'm with, telling you with, with a jean yeah um, John, I have to say Joe stood up to do that bit but Andy's taking his scarf off he's warming to the theme I really am um, fa, was, fa, I, I thought fa. that was I thought that was very good fat fashion I think that's yeah. learned behaviour <laughs> like, I think you've like done a, well there like a rhesus monkey yeah exactly yeah, I could do it again exactly you put the pebble in the right hole no but what you do all the clothes we wear define us and they tell a story about who we are mm. 
And then, then there's just symbiosis. And how much money we have. And how much money we have, yeah. Well, what I always say, Joe, is you can't skimp on shoes. You have to start from the shoes and work out. Yeah. yeah. Can't skimp on shoes, socks or pants. Anything else, you can wear a piece of shoes. I go through heels like nobody's business. <laughs> it's nobody's business. Well, well, why bring it up then? I'm sorry I even mentioned it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, do. I, but you're kicking yourself now. I am. Well, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very punishing on, on a hill. Um, can I can I shock you? Go on. So am I. Really? Yeah. What, what, what part of the hill do you favour when you're uh, walking? I'm 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 on the outside there, so mine go right up. I can show you. I'm outside right. Yeah. Yeah. Outside left. Yeah. Yeah. We both walk like cowboys. That's the problem. Yeah, it, we're, we're kind of heel to toe. I, when it was snowing recently, yeah. I saw, I saw what my actual footsteps looked like in the snow. Yeah, and I, it's ludicrous. Like fucking Charlie Chaplin. That's what I walk like. I actually walk like I'm uh, wearing giant Moroccan slippers, and I'm not. <laughs> and I'm what, trying what? to creep. And I'm. And Why I'm have you stood up, up and gone over the other side of the room now? Just, 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 just moving up. around, doing I, stuff. I, I would point out it is very cold in this room, so I'm, I'm keep keeping warm by. Are you going to start moving. jogging on the spot? Uh, in these shoes with my hands. I don't think so. <laughs> um, right. So Project Runway, it's addictive. Um, you get involved, but what I also realise is how vapid. It is. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> torn. I'm torn as to whether fashion and fashion design is a proper art form or it's all smoke and mirrors uh, PR bullshit. They keep talking about journeys of of, of costumes, which which is nonsense. They keep they keep talking. They keep talking about narratives of clothes. Yeah, you know, I but, love the story. They keep talking about colors popping. Yeah, uh, and, but, for, and for me, they will. It depends on the week. They will look at two costumes that are exactly the same. And one week, that costume will be that was popping, that was curving in all the right places. The next week, that was all over the shop. I did not like the color palette that you used, and I'm like, what's the fucking difference? And then they would say, the fashionistas, ah, but it's not a science; it's an art. It's such a specious art, and it, it's so purely subjective and whimsical. That I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I keep thinking I'm calling the, the winning costumes, and each week I get it wrong. Yes, A-line cords are not as fashionable as I thought they were. But I mean, that's it's, the nature of the beast is that it's a reality TV show. Oh yeah, uh, with, a, com- a... with a competitive element. So yeah. that's like saying it. You know, every time you watch The Voice or something, it's it's making singing look like it's not an art. Or any time you watch, you know, anything else that's in a reality format it diminishes the subject yeah yeah um, which it's bound to do so I think fashion can be an art could but, should be an art but then, but then because I... we all have to wear clothes we don't all have to wear clothes we will be doing a, an episode on nudism as me and Joe uh, go and meet nudists and uh, that, that, that's our next live uh, special uh, yeah and, and <laughs> have a thrilling delightful time it really will be special oh. I, I, hope, I hope it's not as cold as it is now uh, for, for, you know, we're not standards. getting our junk out that's that's their job <laughs> they do that we just point and stare that's not happening we're just the maintenance guys you know exactly uh, yeah um, we're the maintenance guys and they're showing us their plumbing uh, your clothes took me on a journey this week and for that reason I think we have more to hear from you I like to keep you in the competition all that kind of bullshit yeah, you know well you can about. dismiss any art form you know through, through the, yeah. the, the prism of reality television or turn or, or else if it's, if it's the voice or the X Factor yeah you know or dancing on ice yeah. although that is bullshit um, come on who wants to dance on ice what was dance on the floor it's what was slippy circus there was, there was there was one where people competed in circus skills I think there was one yeah fucking clowns fucking ridiculous right it's time I think uh, for a brand yeah. new dance guess but I don't know its name
Guess what it's for. Oh, I know what this is. Would, it, would this be John's fashion-based poetry corner? Yeah, you're not going to do the song. Okay, let's do it. No, do it on your own. John's fashion-based poetry corner. That's good. I'm not doing it again. I, think I want you to do it now. I think I've I think you've got Celine Dion vibe going really, on there. I really have. Yeah. Um, okay, so today I'm going to be reading a poem called In Fashion by Anna Kisby. Anna Kisby lives in Brighton and has been published in Poetry News, Miss Lexia, Orbis, Seam and South Bank Poetry. I didn't make those up. Those are real. Seam. <laughs> it sounded like a shipping Miss forecast Lexia. Until, yeah. uh, until you said Miss Lexia. <laughs> Poetry News, Mislexia. Dogger Central, Mislexia. <laughs> Finisterre and South Bank Poetry. <laughs> I am available for that gig, by the way. Right, um, this is In Fashion by Anna Kisby. Remember the season we were all mad for the skins of nightingales? <laughs> How we gadded in full skirts hung with a hundred beaks. Never gave a thought to the night workers, to the smothering, gutting and stitching, or to our forests, songless, hung with tiny swaying traps. Well, there you go. Short and lovely. You look you look uh, brutalised by that. Not really. Sure. I was just checking uh, if I got any likes for my last Facebook post. But uh, I haven't. Jesus, Joe. That's Anna Kisby's poem there. You ruined it. That's a couple of letters off Jesus Jones. Jesus quite... Jones. <laughs> Let's never mention them again. They were really the band. No one ever else will. They were really the band right? um, might have been. That was a lovely short poem. I actually like that poem. It was it's really quite nice. Sweet. Yeah, quite it's sweet. good. And it's, what it's... was that last uh, phrase? Was tiny voices. With tiny swaying traps. Tiny swaying traps. See, for traps I thought voices. Obviously that's a vernacular for, you know, voice. It's a lovely little thing. Eternal voices. Well, that will go down very well at Miss Lexia. I know that for a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Miss Lexia roll all over that shit. Yeah, um, yeah that's it's a, it's a very nice poem, and I really enjoyed it. And, and we kind of plucked uh, it from the because we were looking for a fashion and poem. And that's actually the first time I've ever seen you go, ooh, after a poem. Yeah. And, you know, she's not famous. She's not like fucking Bertolt Brecht. From she's last nothing time. to lose. She, she, you know, she, she wasn't. Uh, I thought it was a lovely yeah. piece of work. Well, it wasn't, it, it, thanks, Anna. It was effortless. It, 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 it was like a gentle breeze. It was blithe. A gentle breeze on a summer's day. Yeah, it was blithe. It told it its, it's told its story with economy and, and, and precision and beauty. It was beguiling, but not like that Clint Eastwood film in a good way. No. It didn't hobble you at any point. It didn't hobble you, and uh, yeah, all kinds of weird. Male sexual fantasies ensued. That's a weird, weird film. Mm. Well, you, you, you ruined that now, didn't you? I really have. You, uh, that was a nice poem. Again, I've taken again, something lovely yeah. and crushed it in my hands. I'm like fucking man-mounted with a butterfly in his hand. You know, I'm a gentle giant, but I'm going to kill the thing because I love it. Fucking Lenny. Look at you. Big Lenny here. Yeah. I'm not Kravitz. Not the good one. Not the good one. <laughs> um, that, no, that wasn't... Uh, Lenny Bennett. The Le- well, Lenny Bennett's the apotheosis of Lenny. Yeah, yeah. He's As high we Lenny. He is high Lenny. Er Lenny. Er Lenny indeed. <laughs> Lenny Acme. Um, um, no, that was a lovely poem. And who was the poet again? Anna Kisby. Anna Kisby. Lives Sorry. in Brighton. Yeah. Uh, published in Poetry News, Miss Lexia, Orbis, Seam, and South Bank Poetry. I think that's a good back catalogue right there. I think it really is. Um, okay, so another fact for you here. Go on. Um, Victorian men used to wear locks of their lover's pubic hair 
in their hats. That's absolute hogwash. As mementos. Hogwash! That's not even the most unlikely one of the facts I have here. Is it one about toast water? No. Good. It, look, this is, the, this is nonsense. This is clearly nonsense, but I wrote it down anyway. Greek prostitutes, I presume in the past, um, had sayings etched into the bottom of their shoes like, Follow me. The messages would show up in the sand to attract customers. Well, it's been quite... I, I don't... How do you do that in sand? You say, in the past, have you seen Greece post-meltdown? Yeah, it's, 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 on the streets. it's like looking at next year in Britain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it, next year it's apocalyptic. In this sounds like a very a very much a contemporary tableau of Greece. A tableau vivant. Tableau vivant. Yeah. Full sir Or vivants. Full, yeah. Plural, because we've done two tableau vivants now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give, give me another fact. Well, well, I'll give you a last fact. Well, I'll give you a couple. Um, no, no, give me one, give me one. Up until 2001, yeah. Disney employees weren't allowed to wear their own underwear under their costumes and had to share Disney-issued undergarments. But after employees complained they got crabs and inherited stained pants, <laughs> the company relented. That's why there was in a bra's closed down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all becoming clear. John, John, <laughs> my learner colleague, would you say you're a fashionable individual? Are no, you, I wouldn't say. Are that. you a dedicated follower of fashion? I would say I am more. This is going to sound big-headed. Please don't say timeless. No, stylish. That's clearly not true. Stylish. I have a style. Yeah. There's a look that you would associate. There's a difference, isn't there? Yeah. Fashion a... is a is a is a is a, is a desperate pursuit, a consumerist pursuit of the now. Having a style is having an innate assurance about your look. I, I, would did, say. I didn't say it was a good style, but I definitely have one. Yeah, and it's assured. Hmm. Well, I, I can't afford to get another style, so I'm stuck assured. with it. Yeah, you you're know. stuck with it. You're lumbered with it. But I, I find that about you know, it, there's, there's this dazzling chase for ephemera the entire time. Um, it's like people, the glamour are, chase. Pe- people always have to know what the records are that are coming out and all yeah. this stuff, and buy them all and, and, and adorn their lives. And actually, how much time are you sitting and being with these things? How much time are you actually interested in it? Well, you, you buy it, you listen to it, you go, I've got an opinion, and then you go it's on. It's a restless existence. One. You're looking for the next the next thrill, you know? I want to sit down with a few well-loved, comfortable items and really have a relationship. Hello there. Hi. Hi, Joe. Well-loved, comfortable I, I, item. I am, I'm talking about you here, obviously. Indeed. What else? I agree, you? I agree. I mean, I, I too have a style. I mean, I, I think at a certain point, if you're... If you're of a certain disposition, you, your tastes—I'm not going to say calcify, but they I, rest. I don't, I don't know. What they settle. They I settle. don't know what your style is. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, uh, changed since, it's, a cl- it's changed since I've met you. It's eclectic. There, are, there are a few hardy, trusty things. Yeah. I wear skinny trousers, some kind of boots. Yeah, that's the fair thing to say. That's true. Yeah, there, there, there'll be a cardigan knocking around somewhere. That's true again. There'll be uh, a winter great coat and maybe a shorter coat for the summer. Uh, blazer, some possibly a scarf. Possibly a scarf. Possibly a t-shirt. Yeah. Possibly a stripy blazer. Possibly a buttoned-up shirt. Buttoned-up shirts, yes, yes. You used to gently lampoon me for those. Never did. I, think I just can't. I can't wear them myself. Uh, you know, I just uh, have folds over so, the top of them. Who wants that? I do have a certain kind of style, but what, what I'm trying to get is, I agree with you. Fashion's something very different from style. Yeah. Um, fashion's something that I, I, I think speaks to people who are insecure in themselves, or a bit restless, or a bit afraid of missing out on something. I'm not. I, I, I've already missed out. Can't speak for you, John. I'd hazard a guess that we share. A sensibility in that direction so I, I think I I use the word calcifies the wrong word I've settled on what I know suits me you've crystallised in a sense in a sense with room for a little jig 
there's a little wiggle room on the, on the periphery you know for example I might wear a bright sock do you think this or is, a tie do you think this is what <laughs> we're going to look like now until we die I have a horrible image of me wearing skinny jeans in my 80s and yeah, it's I not a good look because you know what's well, that poet Kieran what's his name they're all called Kieran aren't they yeah, Carson is it Kieran Carson yeah 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 Winkle pickers, mm. skinny jeans, and mascara. Mm, yeah, come on, mate. Um, um, uh, my, no, my I, I, I have a dream that one day I will feel comfortable in a suit. I and do I, like suits, and I'll want to wear one. I aspire to suits. I think the thing about suits is suits represents a certain degree of uh, financial comfort, mm. uh, and they do because they're they're, they're they're fucking expensive. And also, to wear one, you have to either have a lot of hotspot or have a well-paid job. I think. Or not even a well-paid job, but just a standard job, an office job. Oh. We're, we're not... So you're saying it's not going to happen for me? We're not office drones. No, but I mean, it would have to be like a stylish suit. You can't walk around with a suit all the time like the fucking... Like David Tennant's doctor. That's the point. You want to be David Tennant's doctor? Our parents would wear suits all the time. I never saw my dad in a pair of jeans. Dapper was the word. Well, not even dapper. It was just what, was what you did. Yeah, yeah. It was what you did. Suits were, I think. Yeah, suits were what made the man, and dresses were, were, were yeah. what made the woman. Whereas we come from that hideous generation of people who never grew up. Yeah. Um, the lost boys, um, who are wearing the same clothes. You see them now, dads and their kids in the pub together wearing the same outfits. Yeah. And I shouldn't think that's bad. I find it sad because I wear those outfits. I find as it well. sad. I think fashion but, has swallowed itself in terms of street fashions and what what prevails across society. There there are certain uniforms that people wear. Men of a certain background wear this. Men of women of a certain background wear that. I think fashions become a very like, like many things a kind of homogenized, boring thing. Fashion's not exciting anymore. And I think we come from the generation you you said we come from the Lost Boys kind of generation. I think it's more like postmodern. We kind of. Mm. And we certainly don't do denim, so we we might take something formal and something informal, throw it together and see what works. I sound like a total wanker saying that, but I know what I mean. Well, get ready for what I'm about to say. Here we go. Um, I think it comes down to the same sort of cultural entropy that uh, we're seeing in, in music that we think because we grew up, you know, in the in the seventies and eighties, uh, in in the heart of uh, the rock and roll explosion, where you know suddenly from the sixties onwards. Um, for the first time in history culture was sort of coming from the working classes upwards and it was a huge popular movement Yeah, uh, and we take it as given that that's always been the way but it has never been that way No, it's no, and it's, and it's going the other way now you never see working class fashion doesn't work up onto the catwalks anymore you know they come and steal bits of it but it's not like there's an anything from a working class background oh, no. pushing it's that. all conceived and in it's a, the same as music every and it's the it same as the literature it's the same as yeah. everything everything now is coming it's working down again I, I, you, we will find that the culture that we all grew up and feel comfortable in um, is was a blip um, a few decades and they will go back to a sort of weird patrician egalitarian so not egalitarian so, what am I talking about now patrician patrician uh, you know do, do as you're told that's not, looking, that's not a very hopeful future for, well it's not uh, a very hopeful future is it for the you know for our prospects I feel, I feel really sorry for young people now because we've fucked them we've really fucked them yeah okay um, and I don't well, mean that literally well welcome to no that's a totally different generation that's a, no well welcome to our light hearted podcast about fashion uh, with me see- just because it's fashion, Joe, it doesn't have to be ephemeral. Doesn't you don't have to, you can put ideas into it. That's the idea. It is an art. Yeah. 
Should be an art. Well, um, I should know. I'm Sterling Sterling St. Jakes. And I <laughs> can't remember who You're I Penfield am. You're Penfield Jensen, are you? I believe I am Penfield yeah. Jensen. Are we leaving it there then, Penfield? Uh, uh, Sterling? Well, what's your favourite song about fashion? I was going to say My Bag by uh, Lloyd Cole. Lloyd Cole! <laughs> My bag is in what's your bag, man? <laughs> yeah. But also Lloyd accessorises, as we know. So, you know. Lloyd wears a turtleneck like no other. And a high chino. Yeah. Over the hip chino. Wow. But I was going to ask you, John, what's your favourite of these two? Fashion by David Bowie or dedicated follower fashion by the Kinks? Tough choice. Um, do I not? I don't know if I like Am I a big fan of fashion? Like either. <laughs> uh, I, like, I, definitely, I definitely like the Kinks version. Of, 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 it's their, of their own song I don't know why I said version I love the Kinks cover of yeah, Delicate the cover of themselves um, is fashion a, a David Bowie song I particularly love I'll tell you one thing I did it at a karaoke once at a She's quick... in Fashion by Suede there you go oh god no your favourite the middle grind yeah exactly. always the third way meeting in the middle like Tommy yeah. Lee Jones's well, eyebrows I'm, tonight. To- I'm Tony Blair <laughs> um, I'm going to say Dedicate Follow of a Fashion by the King I'll well, say that's where I disagree with you in part company it's obviously Fashion by David Bowie fantastic my me. fashion turn to do, the left you can't do the accent they're both doing in Regent Street he's never square I don't know I'm not sure those are the words there's other words no, there. no, no, it doesn't matter. vague approximation in anyway, I think we've outstanded our welcome uh, here on fashion uh, well like fashions itself yeah uh, exactly. we've proved to be less ephemeral than fashion yeah we, we, we stay slightly longer than most fashions yeah, exactly yeah. Um, it's gone from crazy frog to gangnam style to shut the door Vera and freezing <laughs> <laughs> you've stopped dancing around um, right so do I have a good uh, quote to end on a kiss off uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, a man named Dominic Wilcox has invented GPS shoes, nicknamed the No Place Like Home shoes, because you have to click your heels together three times to activate it. Wow! Wow! Unwittingly, this whole evening's been about the Wizard of Oz. It really has. That's really strange the way that's worked Frank out. Frank Oz keeps coming back to beat us. Hang on, Frank L. Baum. Thank you. He is. The L bomb. Don't give us the Frank L bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on that bombshell, but good. Uh, I like the uh, the fickle twisting of fashion. I bid you good night before we go out of fashion. Yep. So it's good night from me, Sterling St. Jakes. And it's good night from me, your old pal, Penfield Jensen. We're not the Zeitgeist, we're the Steelmates. Bye bye.